This is Wave 105. Good afternoon, live across the South Coast. This is Steve Power on Wave 105. Thank you for choosing us. Uh, I'm not going to call them um, national treasures. I'm going to call them... Relics. No, social (laughs) fabric of society. Social fabric. That's what we all need nowadays. Don't we just? A bit of fabric to draw us together. Neil and Chris from the Pet Shop Boys. That was Dreamland, by the way, off the new album Hotspot uh, with years and years. Uh, Welcome to Wave 105. Thank you. Nice to be here. And uh, lovely to have you. You know, I mean, this is one of the highlights when they said, would you like to interview the Pet Shop Boys? I was I was frothing. I was Ooh. absolutely Ooh. frothing. This new album, I listened to it over the weekend. It's brilliant. What is it about Berlin? I know it's kind of your second home, but the Hansa Studios, a lot of artists are working in Berlin these days and they're saying there is something about the place. Well, we've had an apartment there for 10 years yep. and we have a studio in it. And so the, over the last 10 years, we've done a lot of our writing there. And this time we thought, why don't we record there? Because normally we go to, uh, we work with Stuart Price, the producer, and he lives in LA, so we go over to LA. Yeah. And this time he came over to a cold but sunny um, Berlin in, the, in November, and we worked in Hansa Studios. Sort of muso types will know that that's where David Bowie did low. and Nicky Pop yeah. used to work. And then Depeche Mode have worked there, Nick Cave. And and this, there's a sort of cliche that seems to have some truth that it's got darkness in the dust. Yeah. And I think where the darkness in the dust is in the dusty old keyboards they've got lying around in the studio. And we we dug them out and used them on quite a few tracks, so it gave us a whole new kind of sound palette to work with. And, and then we went there and mixed it in the record plant in L.A., yeah. Where they, where there's, where the other artists working there, normally in the evening, um, were R and B artists like Sway Lee was in there as well. And all, all the time we were there, they're waiting for Justin Bieber to arrive. He never arrived. <laughs> so, so, so actually, although it's made in Berlin, it's also mixed in LA, so it's quite a contrast. So, it's, so it's got the atmosphere of Berlin, and it's got the sort of and it's uh, interesting you say you, of the LA you grabbed sound. out some of those old keyboards because you can hear them and, and I was just chatting with my colleagues before before we, we, we started talking and he was saying ask them about whether you know they ever had a synthesizer that cost the price of a house in the old days and, and in some cases were the size of a house you know now the kind of ability you've got on today's synthesizers um, you know the old days it, the, our phones are better than that these days aren't they um, yes. Um, yeah, they've got cheaper and cheaper, haven't they, yeah. over the years? But um, any actually, what not? I really like is that if you buy a laptop now, it comes with enough stuff to make a really good record on. Yeah. Um, so anybody now can make a record. And I think when electronic music first started, it was quite prohibitive, and that's why it was sort of children of wealthy people who <laughs> tended to make records. Um, and now you can make a good record on your phone. So, I mean, that's a great thing. As long as you've got the ideas, you can, you know, you can have a good hit. Um, but um, a lot of these keyboards that were in Hansa Studios, I'd never even seen or heard the name. Oh, <laughs> I mean, really? They were, re- they were really obscure really ones. Oh. Uh, things. Oh, they um, were like late 70s, early 80s oh, keyboards. fantastic. Um, fantastic. And we'd forgotten old keyboards go out of tune all the time. <laughs> Do they to, really? Yeah, they always did as well, actually. Um they always did. Um, and so that was a sort of trip down memory. But also they've got fatter sounds, you know. Yeah. Digital sounds always sound tighter but tighter and a bit smaller. But um, but these keyboards have sort of fat sounds. And it was... And they take a lot of space on the record. It was, it was, it was really fun putting them on there, but definitely changed the sound and the atmosphere of the records. And this is the third album with Stuart, isn't it? So you're, you're kind of getting to know him. Yeah, the trilogy. Yes, yes. Do we know him well? Yeah. 
And he's up for anything. The opening track on the album is called Will of the Wisps. Yes. It's, it's a guy sitting on the underground, the U-Bahn in Berlin. Uh, and it says it goes from Uhlandstrasse to Warschauerstrasse. So so we got on that the U1 line with Stuart and recorded the whole line. Um, and it's bit, there's bits of it. You've got the atmosphere, but also you can hear the train moving along with the sequences of the track. Yeah, you can. Uh, and it's uh, it definitely... It definitely Evokes Berlin. That so it evokes Berlin on track one, and then and the last track is Wedding in Berlin, a natural conclusion, very up tempo as well. Yeah, well, it's the idea is just like a wedding. In a, you know, there's a famous club in Berlin called Bergheim, yeah. so, and um, and there's quite a few techno clubs there, and so it's like a wedding in a techno club. We wrote that because a friend of ours in Berlin was getting married, and we couldn't go to the wedding because we were on tour. And that so, was the present. So we wrote this track, and we pressed one copy of it and gave it to him and his wife as their present. And we were told by friends who went that everyone was... It's got a chant, we're getting married, married, and people were chanting out on the dance floor. They played about three times. And then Stuart Price heard it and said this has to go on the album, which wasn't our intention originally. But it's it's a nice, happy end to the album. Which, and our albums often have unhappy endings, but this one's got a happy ending. Marvellous. Neil and Chris are here. It's the Pet Shop Boys live on Wave 5. Tonight we will Rocky Opens at Mayflower in Southampton. Tomorrow the Mousetrap Opens at Lighthouse Pool. Opening night, 7.45. Tomorrow as well, The Strange Tale of Charlie Chaplin and Stan Laurel at the Minerva Theatre in Chichester. Uh, Sunday, the new Forest National Park Volunteer Fair at Lindhurst Community Centre. Mamma Mia comes to Mayflower in Southampton next month, the 11th to 29th of February. And coming to the BIC on Tuesday, June the 2nd, it is the Pet Shop Boys. Neil and Chris here this afternoon. It's the greatest hits tour, isn't it? It is the greatest Which is the first tour. time you've done that. It is. We often put a lot of hits in anyway. Yeah. Um, but, um, yeah, this one, it's just just all hits. So, um, yeah, there'll be no toilet break. No, <laughs> I was going to say. <laughs> but, have it, so, I mean, I presume the new album will feature. Um, we'll probably put Dreamland and Monkey Business Monkey in. Monkey Business, yeah. Because they're singles. Yeah. So they're sort of hits. Um, so they'll be in there. But no, there's going to be every song in the in the in the uh, set list is a single. With it, with the, uh, the 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 delight, but also the problem with that, with a pedigree like yours, is somebody's greatest hit won't be played, will it? Because you oh, can't do the entire back catalogue. No, you can't do everyone. We're not playing New York City Boy. Right. Okay. So if anyone's going to see New York City Boy, still get, get the refund. tickets. But get no, refund. just get in there. <laughs> um, you know, and and, and I've got, you know, I, I picked you up at the start, and rightly so. Your songs throughout your career have hit with different people at different times. You must know this, that there will have been wedding dances, there will have been periods, and for me, um, for a very deep personal reason, you only tell me you love me when you're drunk just resonates every time I hear that still. It's in that being boring. You know, I mean, Rupert Everett <laughs> said that was his favourite piece of music ever on Desert Island Discs. I heard that. Woo! He did. No, and uh, you're doing it when you're drunk, which we are doing, I think. Oh, marvellous. Um, yeah, no, I've always liked that song. That song was the first top 10 entry of this millennium. Was it really? <laughs> it was. It Fantastic. went. Fantastic. First week of January 2000, it went into the chart in the top 10. How do you go about writing the album? Did you approach it any differently? I mean, do you have a set routine when when you sit down and say, this is the start? Um, uh, <laughs> I don't know, really. <laughs> well, we not. don't really think too much about <laughs> no, what say. we're doing. No. Um, but no, well, well, we just generally go into a studio and just see what comes out. Um, yeah. But we are in the back of our mind thinking about working with Stuart and what he's going to like and um, if it's going to suit his production style. Um, 
So, um, yeah, we've also been doing other stuff during this as well. We we worked um, on music for um, Hanif Qureshi's um, stage version of My Beautiful Laundrette, and there yes. we're working for a brief, so that's slightly different to writing pop songs. Yeah. But we wanted to, I, mean, I think we knew we wanted a variety of songs on this record, and... Um, and when you say variety, I think Monkey Business is, is it fair to say it's the first real groove thing from the Pet Shop Boys? It, it definitely is. Yeah. It's, it's it's possibly the only genuine dance record we've ever made. <laughs> Do you think? I think you're being a bit unfair on yourselves. I am, but I am yeah. yeah. But it is, every time it's I hear really... it, we, we've got a video coming out this week. We shot in a nightclub in Watford um, two weeks ago. And it's got a dance routine, which Chris joins in with. And... And it was playing all day long in this club, and it just sounded like, I don't know, a proper dance record. You could yeah. play it next to Billie Jean yes. and, and carry on dancing, you know. And then you go from Monkey Business, which is a real right-on groove, to a slightly more uh, wistful Burning the Heather. Which Burning is, the Heather, yeah. that's not a Berlin song. No, I, it's not. I had for 20 years a house in the northeast in County Durham, and I was driving across the moors one day, and they were Burning the Heather. And uh, it's always fascinating with burning the heather, isn't it? And so that's where Autumn is here and they're burning the heather because that's what was going on. And just struck me as the good starting point for a for a song um, and to capture that sort of landscape. Mm. And then we recorded it with Bernard Butler, he's playing suede yes. and guitar. And it is it's a very atmospheric track. I think on this album, more than the last two albums, the, the, the songs are like stories. Um, and this one's about a guy who's who's just walked away from his life. It's in quite a desperate situation. Mm. And yet it has this very beautiful chorus. And Chris wrote the music, and it's quite interesting because the chorus is quite folky, really. And I don't think one thinks of Chris Lowe as writing folk music. No. You know, it's got this very folky tune. So there's a, there's a real range of, of stuff on there. Hotspot, the album is out this coming Friday. Does it, st- does it always feel like bringing a new baby into the world still? Well, I've not had that pleasure. Nor have I. I just why that's why I just wondered: is there that feeling of release? I think there's more pain having a baby. Yeah. <laughs> so from what I've been told. Yes. Um, but it's uh, also it's taken slightly longer than having a baby because yeah. it's taken two years from start to finish. Uh, although, we, as Chris says, we have done other things. No, it's it's a very exciting moment when 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 finally you've been working for so long. It gets released to the world, and we've had very good reactions up front to it, which is which is great. So you know you're not. I've seen nothing but five star reviews. Which I know. Is, is, it's, you know, you it's can't really complain. great. You it can't makes complain. You're not just being delusional. No. Um, <laughs> so um, so you know, um, I hope people enjoy it, and we're looking forward to doing this tour. Really? Yeah. And I mean, with your tour, it's 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 always been the music, but I've got to say, the whole show's been one massive. Oh yes. You know, I mean, have we got something special planned? We have. Oh. We'll, we'll work with a different designer this time. Brilliant. Um, our, our previous design is now doing Cirque du Soleil. Um, so we've got a new guy doing it, and he's got some great ideas. So we're ju- actually just starting to work on that now. Excellent. Can't kicks, wait to get going. Kicks off with the Mercedes-Benz Arena in Germany, but you want to come to the BIC Tuesday, June the 2nd, in Bournemouth. In lovely for Bournemouth. For the Pet Shop Boys. Uh, do you know the sun will come out for you? I can guarantee it, June the 2nd. <laughs> Love playing in Bournemouth. Been there a few times. Uh, Neil and Chris, thank you so much, Steve, for your time. Um, enjoy the uh, the wonderful reviews, and uh, enjoy that album crashing in. Top five. Number one on, on Friday. I have no doubt about it. Hot Spots, the album. Uh, <laughs> this is Monkey Business. Uh, Pet Shop Boys, thank you so much. Steve, thank, thank you. Thank you very much. Cheers.